Hello and welcome to Tarot Bites. I'm Teresa Reed, the Tarot Lady. I'm the author of the Tarot Coloring Book and the co-author of Tarot for Troubled Times. I'm also your host for this podcast series. This is episode 148 of Tarot Bites, the podcast where I dish out short, entertaining, bite-sized lessons on how to read tarot. And for today's episode, our topic is tarot and current events. And I'm speaking with my very good friend, Georgiana Bunka. Hello, Georgiana. Hi there, Teresa. How are you doing? I'm doing well because I'm talking to you. Ah. <laughs> That's sweet. Me as well. Me as well. Very happy to be here. I've known, uh, for people who are listening, I've known Georgiana for many, many years. We podcasted together in the past uh, on Beyond Worlds. And every time I get up to Toronto, we find an excuse to have dinner because it is one of my favorite things to do is to eat, especially when I have great company like Georgiana. So even though we're not eating, it's just a pleasure to be (laughs) hanging out and talking. And I think this is such a great topic because I don't know about you, but oftentimes, Georgie, people, when things seem to be going weird in the world, they want to come into they want to come into the reading and they want to talk about what's happening in the world. Do you find that your clients like talking about current events with you in their tarot readings? Quite often. It's usually they'll come in with a a particular topic in mind that is personal. Um, But as we go through the reading, as we usually towards the end of the reading, that's when open conversation is happening. And during that time, uh, yeah, it comes up and we often throw cards just yeah. to see what might be going on and, you know, getting different perspectives. You know, I find for me, and now I don't know if this is you, but every time there's an election, it never matters what side wins. The side that feels they've lost, they're always full of grief and fear about what their world is going to look like now that the other guy has gotten in charge. And so I find that oftentimes when it's an election year, I end up doing a lot of readings for people you know, again, who feel that they're on a losing side. I mean, really, frankly, we're not, there's not a winner or losing side. We're all in this together, right? We got to work together and play together. Do you find that that happens for you? I, I mean, you're, had, you're up in Canada. I mean, I don't that's know. right. It is. A, it, well, we're in the middle of an election season right now ourselves, <laughs> even though you guys have been in one for a long time. Um, ours, we have an election in October, so it's actually coming up right now. And I, I agree with you. Uh, the the side that doesn't win does feel a lot of terror, a lot of fear about what's going to happen next, depending on how different the candidates appear. Uh, I haven't, I haven't had the same response from my clients as, as you're describing, but I certainly know that's true within my sphere of friends. Yeah. Well, it's certainly for uh, true for me. And, and you know, all the time, every time this happens, I, I always have to remind people that no matter who's in charge, we still have to go on with our lives. We still have to feed our families, uh, love each other, take care of each other. And, you know, that's something that maybe it won't come up in the cards, but it's something I always like to remind people because it's so easy to give into that fear. And sometimes that fear is very real. And there's a darn good reason to feel scared. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's sometimes it's cookie. Sometimes it's, it's very real. And I, I find and this is going into maybe what to do with the cards. I mean, you can lay out the cards to ask about current events, but I find them very helpful in terms of helping you navigate what you might do with your fear and also maybe what you can do to 
take action, make change, do something that makes you feel at least you're participating. Because I think the worst thing to to do is to lay down and give up whatever side you're on, because that's when you feel actually at a loss. Absolutely. um, So I find the cards help me to a certain degree in terms of coming out of a funk if I'm in that and or kind of limiting over enthusiasm if my side wins with this idea. Now everything is bright because, of course, it may be brighter than it could have been, but it might not be bright. Absolutely. You know, no matter what side, again, no matter what side is in power, uh, we still have to live our lives. We have to live our lives. We have to show up and be good people and take care of each other. And, you know, that is always something I like to get to the heart of. So I want to talk about something too, like every so often, and I don't know if this happens for you. Maybe I just have the most interesting situations. So I don't know if this happens to you, but every so often, And again, my clients might just be interesting situations. Who knows why I get into the things I get into. But every so often, there's somebody on out there that's putting on a doomsday scenario like the world is going to end. Yes. I got to tell you that when that happens, I end up with a lot of business from people who are really scared. And I have to tell them the world is not going to end. That is their perspective. Do you have people who ever come in that hear this stuff and really believe that? Again, I, I, I don't have, I, I wouldn't say that I have a lot of people that come in that are purely asking about politics, but I, I, I do find that when things are especially, especially shaky, which they feel a little bit shaky right now to a, a large extent, uh, that people do want to talk about it, that even within personal readings, that they end up comparing, or sometimes mm-hmm. I end up comparing a, a personal circumstance to a, a grander political or social situation that we might be seeing. And the fears are similar, as you say. And, and certainly, but yes, it, People are afraid. I don't have it as much in my readings as it sounds like you do, but I do find that, yes, you do want to. I, I don't know whether or not I can ever cure people's fear with my own advice, but that's when I go to the cards and say, right. okay, let's, let's draw out what this fear might be based on. Or what do the cards think? Do they think this scenario is as frightening as we might think when we're talking about it? Um, and Maybe it is, maybe it's not, but it's always nice for me, at least, to go to the cards as sort of a touchstone. Yeah. Jump so, off the conversation. So let's talk about that. You know, when the world seems to be falling apart or where you're, or maybe let's say trouble all the things. Times. Yeah, trouble times. <laughs> or when things are happening out there in the world that really provoke or conjure up fear, how can tarot be a helpful tool? Right. Um, well, as I've already said, I find it's a really good way to start a conversation, uh, number one. Um, and it's a way that you can, and depending on whether or not you're actually having, because I've done this with friends, not just with clients, but we'll, we'll sit around together and you throw cards based on different scenarios, based on different ideas or questions about what may or may not happen. And let's say your group of friends have different perspectives and some might, they might be similar to yours, but some might be quite divergent. Um, using the cards and sticking with the cards to describe a circumstance gives you a way to talk about something without, um, without it seeming so 
personal. You keep talking yes. about the card, right? As opposed to you think or blah, blah, you know, and, and it's, it's, it's more, hey, we pulled the king of wands. What do you think that suggests? And you can go talk about that as opposed to talking about a particular politician or a particular celebrity or a particular, which you will eventually get to, but it's, it's a good way to kind of focus the energy on a more general, a general talking point instead of getting too detailed. And then you can go further. Absolutely. And I think also that, you know, it can take, like you said, it can take the personal out of it because Mm -hmm. the politics often become the personal, the personal become the politics and being able to look at things, your situation from an objective viewpoint can help you to become more proactive. Exactly. And that's super important because again, we're all in this together. Um, you know, one of the times, yes, like that's as far as I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but in terms of the being proactive, right? Because mm-hmm. that helps limit the fear. Yes. And, you know, um, don't worry about interrupting. I mean, I I interrupt all the time. (laughs) Well, you know, you get excited talking about a subject, but uh, it it happened. So one of the times also when I had a lot of people flipping out and they were they were wanting there was actually two incidents where people really wanted to talk about the current events more than their personal issues. The one time was um, 9-11, of course. When 9-11 happened. Every client that I had scheduled that day canceled all of their appointments. I can understand. Yep, of course. And they called me and they were terrified and they're like, I'm too afraid to get a reading or, oh my God, can you just toss a card right now? Am I going to be okay? That was one incident. And I remember that, I mean, that whole week, nobody wanted to talk about anything but what was happening and what this meant for them and about loss or someone they knew who suffered loss. And the other time, when I had a lot of people talking more about current events than uh, their personal was during Y2K. Of and I had so many people that were afraid that their computer was going to blow up or their airplane was going to fall out of the sky because of what the media was. And I mean, even my daughter got into that fear and I had to tell my daughter, honey, it's going to be the big, so what we're going to be okay. You know? So those were times when current events became way more the topic. Uh-huh. For me, what about, have you ever had a time where maybe a current event also was more of a topic than? Certainly those two times too. And I wasn't reading for a lot of clients at the time, but I remember reading all the different readers online. We're all talking about all the towers they were pulling. Yeah. (laughs) And um, definitely I was pulling cards on those topics. Um, Less so with the Y2K. Uh, But I was in the States actually for both those events. And so it was very... It, it was overwhelming. It, it took over all our lives, I think, especially yes. in 9-11 for that, that first week. There was, I sat in front of the TV yeah. <laughs> well, the entire week. Um, I don't know. I think actually with the last election in the United States, a lot of people brought it up. Yeah. And, uh, uh, there was a different type of thing, uh, maybe a little bit with Obama's election, but I would say it was um, even more with the Trump election because there seems to be uh, sharper divides than yeah. I've ever seen, at least within the American population. And and uh, uh, but it's true over here. And I've had a lot of people that I read for from the states that were asking about what is likely to happen, how is this yeah. going to play out. Um, in, and a certain amount of fear. And that was probably more than I'd ever had about a particular 
political topic that was overtly political, whereas 9-11, yes, it was political, but it was it was a different, that it was extreme violence that we were all watching. And, and so that was, a, it, it touched perhaps a different nerve. Um, so yeah, I would say, I would say the last American election uh, and it's ramping up again, the same type of questions. Yeah, yeah it's, it's so interesting with the last election. You know, the one thing I will say, we've always been very polarized in the United States. There's there's very opposing camps, and and it's just more obvious now, but it's always been like that. I think a lot of people assume that there's a lot of unity here, but I've always found that there's been, people have very strong viewpoints on things. And when they have a belief, they get very entrenched in it. So, you know, of course, I have strong feelings on things. I know you have strong feelings on things. So let's say we are working with the cards and with a client. How do we remain objective if you have strong feelings about a situation? And also the second part of this, what do you do when a client has an opposite political view and they want you to share their worldview? I haven't had the feeling that somebody had wanted me. Well, I guess there's been a... a I'm just trying to think about it right now. The, as far as me containing my own partisanship, as I stated before, I try to stick with the cards and try not to name names unless the question is about a particular character, a particular person, in which case, yes, I am willing to pull a card and we can talk about it. But within a reading environment uh, that is especially if it's a client. I try very hard not to get carried away with my own perspective. Um, if somebody is clearly has a different perspective than myself, um, I might say, I might let them know if it becomes too obvious or if any tension arises that I don't share their perspective entirely, but I completely respect it and let's kind of dig in um, because I would like to do that. Uh, but again, staying with the cards as opposed to having the conversation as if as if somehow we start to embody the different characters, you know, that I am this political figure and you're that. And we start being mad at each other. And uh so again, by sticking to the cards, I keep saying, in fact, that's my advice to readers all the time. Stay with the cards, stay with the cards, stay with the cards. Um, uh, with friends, though, when we all sit around and we pull cards, I let loose. <laughs> we, can, we all do. And, and in that case, let's ask a bunch of questions. Let's compare. Let's contrast. And uh, I like to pull cards with my friends that... Uh, might actually ask that actual question about what is what is our point of contention because occasionally the issues are are not the 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 political topic at that hand because if you turn the question around let's say it's one person behaved this way and they did this and it's so wrong and then you can go oh but so and so did the same thing but and you weren't upset and so you want to kind of figure out why does this issue bother me why why is it and you actually pull cards on those questions so you pull cards on the finer points that you're arguing and it opens up uh, opens up dimensions like crazy Right on. And that's the thing that I like to do too. First of all, I'm very good at being neutral 
because I always respect people's beliefs. Well, I shouldn't say I respect all of them. When people are doing things that are overtly really negative, we're going to have a conversation then. But, you know, having a different set of beliefs than mine, that's not an issue. We're always looking for the common ground, the way to connect. And I always keep my emotions out of it. We want to get to the heart, like you said, of what is the real issue here? If you are upset about this, for example, election, what is it that you are upset about? What is your fear? Let's see how we can work within that. Let's look at the way the world is going and what you can do to show up and really do something great that's going to be aligned with your values. Or maybe let's unpack your values. Why do we believe the way that we believe? There's so many different ways you can work with that and be respectful. And, you know, I've got very strong opinions, but one of the things I also do if I feel that my opinion is going to influence something, I let the client know immediately. I have an opinion about this. I want to say that right now that I have an opinion. We're going to look at what the cards say, but I'm prefacing this by letting you know that I do have some strong opinions about that. And this is what my opinion is. Now let's look at what the cards are. That's what I meant. If you, if I do notice that there is some sort of conflict or potential tension, I'd rather lay it out early. Yeah. You know, because it's going to come out anyway. And I, I want, I want everybody to be, and I want, I want my client to be as open about it and to do it though, without necessarily confrontation. We don't have to fight each other. Also, there's not, you know, you can have really good conversations if we all learn to listen to each other. And I'm a very big believer in listening. And it's very interesting sometimes when you talk about touchy subjects that some people get so up in their, um, I guess, feeling offended that they don't hear anything after a while. They, they pick that one thing and they get hung up on that. And it's like, we're not going to get anywhere if either one of us approach things like that. I think they're completely correct. So because, say, sorry, I, I just have been reading troubled, uh, Tarot for Troubled Times and you guys have a section on communication in it that I think yeah. is quite excellent because it's something that we should know. Listening is part of communication. <laughs> and yet, and I, I'm as guilty as anybody else, but we can't forget that. And within a tarot card reading, that's especially important because you listen to the cards, you listen to the client, and hopefully you say something that's worth yes. listening to as well. But listening is so vitally important if we're going to be able to talk about any topic, but especially those that make us crazy. Right on. You know, a big part of Tarot for Troubled Times is about listening. Listening is very, very important. You have to listen to all sides. I'm a very big believer in that. Even if I don't like what they're saying, I will listen to you. I'm gonna. Li and also, when you're a tarot reader, one of the biggest skills that you have to bring to the table is the ability to listen to your client, to create that safe space. So maybe they can unload if they're upset about the state of the world. I don't care if you are upset about it. I want to hear this. I want to help you to work through this. And that means coming not with my political opinions to the tarot table. It means coming with a willingness to listen. And no matter what's happening in the world, tarot readers have to be willing to listen. It's really interesting because also when we wrote Tarot for Troubled Times, we emphasize so much about listening and healing and self-care. And we actually had two people get very angry about the book because there's a two pages about Allyship, about being an ally and what right. privilege means, right. which is a really important thing. It's very important to understand that. And these people actually got really upset. They didn't listen. So they got really mad about the whole book because of that one section. They weren't actually listening to what it was saying. They assumed that, you know, oh my God, there's an agenda or you're, you're saying something here that's uh, hurting my feelings. And it's like, 
no, no, no. The whole book is about listening and we're explaining what this means. It sure so is. Everyone can understand because the way to work together is we all, we have to listen. We have to listen to the other sides. We have to understand things like, you know, our privilege. We have to understand our challenges. That's right. And, and what it means to actually be an ally. What it means yeah. is that is doing something worthwhile for yourself and for the world. Yeah. Can I say that um, that section on privilege, which is not a typical topic in most tarot books. I know. <laughs> many, many, many. And that hasn't really come up. And yet I was stopped by it. And I wanted to highlight it myself because I think it's so important. And as a white woman, but I'm also a woman, you did, you laid out the different levels. And I think it does make people think, and we have to think, we have to think about that as just an individual within the grander society, within your own community. But also, again, as a tarot reader, it's so vitally important because you have people of all different cultures, all different ways of thinking about different educational levels also and all sorts of different types of people come before us when we're reading yes. either to our homes or at fairs or wherever it is and to not recognize sort of what you are and it, where you're coming from it will make it very difficult then to open your eyes to how you relate to the others and I think that's that's vitally important again not just regarding current events or politics but in terms yes. of just being a tarot reader because every day is a current event we're talking about it so, yes. you know, it's a big thing but all of our lives it's what's currently happening in your world is ultimately a current event um, but a personal one but in all cases to recognize that I'm coming from my spot as a white Canadian woman born in the 60s who you know, went through this sort of education, like recognizing that versus somebody else who might be a new Canadian coming from a completely different background, coming, you know, from a different generation, either older or younger. It's all, it's all very important. And to not understand sort of uh, not only who you are, but what the hierarchies, which are ridiculous, <laughs> but are instilled in us is not recognizing something that's really important. So I was, I actually applaud that section in your book as opposed to reject it. And I think it, it, the rejection of it might be, and maybe I'm being unfair here, but a little bit of fear um, of that they feel that they're being attacked or that they feel as if somehow um, they fit into one of the categories of privilege and we're feeling as if somehow that made them bad people or right. something and and you're not bad <laughs> by mm -hmm. having privilege you're you're and I don't even say you're bad but you're missing something if you don't recognize it well you know it took me a while to understand privilege me too yeah. I mean the first time <laughs> I heard about it I'm like what the heck does that mean right. and I had to take a moment to really unpack that and you know and learning about that and learning about other people's hardships and the things they struggle with, which I didn't have to struggle with. That's right. It's part, that's part of the privilege is not even having to think about it. Yes. Well, <laughs> and having, having to think about it made me a better, more compassionate reader. And I got to tell you years ago, I wrote something and somebody got mad at me and said it was ableist, you know, and I got a couple people mad at me and I'm thinking, what, what does that mean? You know, and, and I remember getting kind of like upset. And then I sat and thought about it, I'm like, Oh, wow. gotcha. And that was, not being attacked that was someone really trying to let me know that listen the way you worded this and so it really made me more aware 
And that's what this is all about. Because the more you aware, the more aware you are of how some people are oppressed or marginalized or the trouble or traumas they go through. And I'm talking what everybody goes through. When you are open to that, you are going to be a better tarot reader because you're going to be more compassionate. You're not going to look at something and say, well, just pull yourself up by the bootstraps. You're going to say, oh, wait a minute. That's That's right. (laughs) This person because of this. And so I, I think that learning about things like that in the world, it just makes you a better reader. It's not meant to attack talking about these things. It's meant to help you to become aware. So those topics are also important. I, I think they're vital. I think yeah. they're vital, in fact, and that's for as a reader and as a person because it opens okay. you up. And it is uncomfortable to, to face where you may have said something that's insensitive. Well, I'm not going to say you. I definitely have in my life, and you look at it. Oh, my it God. And, I am called too. on it. Oh, my God. And, and I, think I'm, I'm, I think I've become better at going, oh, what have I done? Please explain so that I can learn, whereas, but it's always a bit of a shock because you go on, and especially if you're somebody um, who likes to think that you have been kind of aware and that you are caring and that you are compassionate, and most readers are, uh, feel that way about ourselves and um, because it's part of the game almost, yeah. right? Because you're talking with people and you have to be sensitive. And so to be uh, cognizant of the fact that sometimes you're not or that you didn't recognize your own, and I'm going to use the word again, the privilege, uh, if you don't recognize it, you know, oh, well, and somebody teaches you good, good. And if it yeah. opens you, and sometimes people are just mean and, and it's not necessarily, but one way or the other, be open to listening to it. It all comes down to listening. If we want to deal with the current events, if we want to really help everybody, we have to be willing to listen, and we have to be listen to, willing to listen to all sides, which I'm good at. And, you know, again, learning about things like this, I'm, I'm old. I mean, I've got – my kids are in their 30s, so I'm – Yeah, you know, I've had to really relearn a lot of thinking, and I always thought, oh, my God, I'm so tolerant and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, That's oh, right. my God, maybe, maybe I'm not. And talking about things like this also with my clients, and over the years I've got many clients when we talk about these current events – I get very educated from people, people from every side of the spectrum. I, and so it's very important if we are going to be part of the world and we want to heal the world, which is what most tarot readers want to do. We have to be willing to listen and to face our own prejudices, our own privilege, our own. And, and some people say they don't have it. I'm like, you know what? (laughs) Don't. And then all of a sudden, a light bulb goes on. It's like, oh, wait a minute. Let me go and think about this a minute. Let me go and think about it. And you got to do it. So let's, you know, let's pull cards on it. If you really think that they, I mean, it might be worth pulling a blind spot card. You know, what is my blind spot? And do that on kind of a regular, a regular, do you want to pull a blind spot card now? Yeah, let's pull up one. <laughs> so let's, we're going to do this for people right now. You and I are going to look at what are our, what are our blind spots when we're looking at the world at large. Let's, okay. Well, mine's interesting. I got the star. Oh, nice. I, sorry, it's a lovely this is card. A blind spot, though. <laughs> so we're looking at this as a blind spot with the way That's that right. I'm dealing with like current events or whatnot. Yes. The star is about always having that that attitude of positivity of hopefulness 
you know, trying to like go out there and say, happy, hey, happy. yeah, everything's going to be okay. Law of attraction. Yeah. That can be a problem. So sometimes it's okay that we don't have to always be like putting on this, this positive front. positive front. Maybe sometimes it's okay to look at the negative and say, you know what, this really does suck. And this is hard. And so my, is bl- time. my blind spot is positivity, which just sounds weird, but what is your blind spot? No, I, I think it actually does make, I, I'm not saying makes sense for you. We, you could only understand for yourself, but I, I, there can be a problem if we are always trying this and it happens and it is sort of, um, I don't know, when we pull cards, it's so much more fun to pull cards for people when their cards are happy. <laughs> right. Oh, and, they, cool. and I try very hard to find hope in anybody's circumstance. So even if they're the most challenging cards ever, I try, try, try. But I think that card teaches us something that sometimes it's just dark. And I, I noticed that the star, of course, is in the nighttime. Sometimes it's dark and you can't say anything. It's just I'm naked in the dark and I'm scared. Yes, that's it. As opposed to, you know, everything's okay and it's going to be okay tomorrow. And most likely it is, but sometimes it's not. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes we have to okay for a while, right? Like that is the reality of it. Well, one of the big things that we talk about in terrible trouble times is sometimes we really have to face that the shadows, the hard stuff. That's right. But that's exactly right. So I'm going. I'm pulling my heart, my blind spot, my blind spot with readings and current events. I got the eight of cups. And so what I see that as being is sometimes got to let, let a topic go, walk away from it, even if it feels as if you could still dig, dig into those other cups. They're all standing upright. They all look like they're still possibly full. Let's take a look. Sometimes you just got to let it drop and go forward. The, yes. the next card. The next card is the nine of cups. Instead of this gloom, that dark that we were just talking about, get into that nice, bright, sunny room. That's the nine of cups. But in order to do that, you've got to leave. And so sometimes I've, uh, you know, I it, it kind of mirrors what you were saying, except it's even darker. <laughs> so you, in other words, you've got to know when to walk away. That's right. And you know, you you mentioned the word upright. Sometimes you know we can make a god out of being right. And sometimes instead of being right, it's better to walk away and say, let's let it be. So much. And I think that's, that's, that actually is a really relevant question for me, or not question, uh, answer <laughs> for me. So, yeah. So let's pull some cards just for some current events that are happening right okay. now. They're hot topics. Right. There's lots. And so let's pull, let's each pull one card. Climate change right now is a very big topic. At the time we're recording this, there's been like a climate change protest all over the world. This week. Four million people. Yeah. So when people listen to this, this will be a few weeks after that. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's go ahead and pull something for climate change. So what are you ta- What are you asking? Oh, okay. We're just looking at the energy of climate change. Interesting. And what I, what I pulled is the justice. The, there are people right now that are really demanding justice. They're demanding that we pass laws. They want, and you know, right now in the United States, they're overturning a lot of the environmental protection Absolutely. laws. They're overturning them left and right. So I think, you know, this card speaks to that because it's a legal thing, but I think it's also saying that there's going to be a lot of laws coming that challenge that. And maybe, maybe there's going to be some people who want to do the right thing in the future. And maybe that's what we're seeing right now. And the balance is going to be restored. I, I certainly hope so. I, I would like to add to that uh, the bigger justice, given the the talk that we had earlier about privilege and such, and as North Americans who've 
uh, used a lot of the resources of the world. Uh, <laughs> we've been very fortunate in that sense and much of the West, not just North America, but certainly North America. And there's been an injustice, I think, to a lot of the poorer nations, to a lot of the nations that are feeling uh, the uh, effects of climate change, uh, islands that are actually being disappeared as we speak. So people's countries are actually sinking into the water and they did nothing. They actually didn't get all the benefits that we did. They didn't use all the carbon that we did. They didn't, you know, and so there's a grander global justice, I think that's being spoken to within that card. And um, I'm going to add human beings versus the rest of the species and uh, the rest of the environment. And so when we're talking about global climate crisis, we're talking about a justice for the entire planet, not just for homo sapiens, um, even though we're, we're the ones that have done it all and not all of us. And, you know, it's not really a blame game on that level, but certainly, um, again, justice for all means justice for the plants, the trees, the kangaroos, the elephants, the <laughs> everybody else, all the flying insects, the birds that are lost, all of that. Um, so I, I think that that card is fantastic when we're talking about um, issues surrounding climate change and now. So I'm going to ask, you know, the energy surrounding the climate crisis. I'm going to use that word right now and see what the cards say. Got the King of Swords. Mm, very of similar swords. to justice. <laughs> What's so interesting so. is that yeah. they're both sitting and they're holding those swords up. That's, That's right. so crazy. That's right. And they're saying, now it's time to act. That's what I see when you actually move from the major arcana. It's as if you pulled the bigger picture. And in both cases, you pulled the major arcana card and I pulled the minor. And so uh, it feels as if, okay, so this is the grand idea. We're looking for justice, justice for the world, justice for people, justice for the planet. Um, In this case, okay. And how you do that? Yeah, just the king of swords, which is plan, strategize, and start cutting right? Mm -hmm. It means that you have to direct yourself. I like to think of the sword as something that you use to direct, to prune, to cut, to, you know, to show your authority that we have to do something. We have to do it now. And there's really, um, well, as we talk, you can see my perspective already on on the issue. But I think that that card is really actually quite relevant and goes beautifully with the justice. It's as if the justice goddess becomes incarnate in this. Yes. Male sword figure. And oftentimes I see the king of swords as thought leaders. And I think there's 100%. I think there's going to be thought leaders emerging um, from all sides of the table that may be coming together to try to really get things righted. So I think things will get righted. I think so too. And it has to be, I I mean, what's really overwhelmingly powerful about yesterday's demonstrations um, was the young people and seeing all the young people and seeing how it had started with, uh, you know, the the Friday strikes with uh, Greta Thunberg. And and, Mm -hmm. um, so you see the, the children ultimately standing up. But I think my card here is saying, hey, adults, you gotta wake up and start Mm -hmm. doing something, right? Because this king, he's an old guy. And Mm -hmm. You know, it's, we got to do something. The kids are yelling, but it's us. It's us. Well, you know, I've got a thing too that um, I like looking at trends and this is just predicting things off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I feel, you know, there's a lot of people who are, who have a lot of money who want to keep things as they are and keep using resources. Sure. But the people of the future who want to get really wealthy, they can take this tip from me. Number one, go into the weed industry. <laughs> I said that I said that a couple of years ago, and another astrologer told me that I was full of it, that weed would never be legalized. 
And I'm right. It's getting legalized. I mean, yeah, it is legal over here. Yeah. So right number one, you want to say you want to get rich in the future, invest in the weed economy, yes. but also invest in the alternative renewable sources of energy, the people who are doing the solar panels, the people who are really figuring out that stuff, who are figuring out how to renew the earth. Those are going to be the people who end up becoming wealthy because we're going to need them. Without, without question. Without yeah. So in order to get rich, you also look at where you need it. And what do people need? Well, they need to get high, obviously. So weed is it. I mean, it's not <laughs> but some people, it's been around. And as soon as we get that all legalized, the people who are going into that are going to get very wealthy. And the people who go into renewables and really making the world clean, they're going to be the heroes. They're going to be the people who get really rich. I, I it's it's even maybe even a little late. I mean, in some cases, because I, it, it's not late to to get into the industries, but it's it is something that has to happen now. And yeah, get in now. And as far as the weed goes, especially in the states, because you guys aren't all legal yet, but it has already happened here. Yeah, and you're gonna. It you, hasn't fallen apart, people. So yeah. <laughs> don't be afraid of it. And all I'm saying is if, if that's where you, that's where I would be putting my money. If I wasn't doing this, I'd be going into that industry, which by the way, for people who are listening, I have no interest in it. So don't worry. I've always known you. You can go make the money off of it. I have no interest in that. <laughs> but yeah, you don't have to smoke. I don't need, I'm not even interested in that, you know? So, but, um, and I would go into like total renewables. That would be the things I'd be getting into science. I, I don't even understand why people don't. In fact. Well, they will. Well, I do understand to a certain degree. There's a lot of oil that they call stranded assets. Yeah. And nobody wants to give up what they've already bought. And so I think that's why the major industries that that <laughs> the major industries that um, are in it now maybe don't want to shift over, but they've got the infrastructure, they've got the money. I don't know why they yep. don't actually go and do it because it's gonna have to happen or we are gonna die. They'll figure it out. Someone's going to figure it out. I'm calling on you, Elon Musk. Don't but, go to Mars. Please don't worry about other planets right now. We've got to clean yeah. this one up. Absolutely. So what so, else do you want to call? We'll do one more thing. So the economy is a hot topic. And there's, oh, there's been like, you know, there's been like some little ups and downs. There's been rumbles about recession. Let's pull... Let's each pull one card. What do we need to know about the world economy? Sure. And also we got that Uranus and Taurus. So why not? Let's look at that. What do we need to know about the world economy? Oh, I got justice again. <laughs> what the? I love when that happens. I love when that happens. Let's say it again because you've got 78 cards in front of you. You're shuffling them continuously. And I'm <laughs> shuffling the half card. Is, is so improbable. And yet it happens. So Yeah, we got justice. And I think justice is about uh, people are going to be demanding justice. That's right. Now, our economy here in the U.S. has been roaring along. But we've also had some blips that have looked really weird. Um, there might be some. There might be some things coming up that might start restoring the balance. You know, one of the things that's happened, and part of this was I don't want to get into some astro babble here, but we've been under a real Taurus influence for some time, and and oftentimes um, Taurus, which is about money, you know, we what we've seen is the gulf between the rich and the poor getting bigger and bigger. So maybe maybe what Justice is saying is that the universe is going to demand that we kind of like fix things a little bit, fix that, 
Maybe people are going to be wanting higher incomes. I don't know. I would just say the justice means for the economy, some things are going to balance out, maybe not in the way we anticipate. Um, I would agree with everything that you just said. Um, I, w- I would stress the inequality. I'm thinking specifically here about her her weighing, right? And so the the justice goddess, there she is standing with the, the weights yeah. or sitting with the weights, right? And so she's weighing things out. And the in- inequality has become really kind of outrageous, <laughs> you know, with very, very, very few individuals controlling the bulk of the, the planetary wealth. Um, I mean, we see it individually in the various countries and we see it on a grand scale. And I think that that card is is pointing um, to the need for a balance of sorts. And so things have become quite unbalanced. I'm not sure how that will play out immediately, but um, maybe we can go back to some of the things you said also regarding laws and justice. Mm -hmm. And maybe there has to be some changes in tax law, in uh, general banking laws, different things that maybe um, have allowed for inequality to get really extreme. Um, And so perhaps in that case, you know, as you were talking about the laws with regards to um, environmental regulations and such, there might be a need for a return to some economic regulations that we've kind of let go by or tried something different. And maybe it's just not working so well and we want to try something else, but it might involve the, the legal world as well as the universal concept of inequality, which I think well, I know the world is facing. So I'm getting ready to pull my cards. So what do we need to know about the the world economy? Is that what we're asking? Yeah, yeah. we're just looking at the world economy. What about the economy know? right now? Let's see what the cards have to say. And the card I got, ooh. Ten of wands. Kind of wands. <laughs> so <laughs> from a justice perspective, I guess I'm on the same theme here. We have a lot of... Uh, uh, this card is this keyword oppression, right? And so what mm-hmm. we have is a lot of people, I think, are carrying this. This would strike me as a lot of people are carrying a lot of tasks, a lot of heavy weight. Um, this might be debt. It might be debt of the world, in fact. Um, it might be uh, just a general worker. It might be how the leaders feel as well. Everybody is feeling oppressed right now. The positivity that I find, even though we don't have to be all sunny, but uh, whenever I see a, a one of the difficult tens, um, I think, okay, there is an ace. There is an ace in the horizon. There's something coming up. But right now we have to figure out how to maybe, you know, one thing might be too many people have, you know, one person is carrying too much. It could be too many jobs. It could be too much debt. It also could be too much money is weighing you down. Ultimately, whatever's happening is there is too much of something. In this case, it's oppression. And I would say it's... Um, that will ultimately break you if you don't put down some of the troubles. So um, unfortunately, I'm, I'm going to have a sort of a pessimistic view of this card, and I'm going to say that we might be on the road right now to some trouble and to some oppressions and economic oppression. Um, it will pass. It will mm-hmm. pass. I don't know when. And I think this is on a short term, not the happiest of cards. <laughs> <laughs> but if you combine it with the justice card, sometimes yes. we need to feel the pressure in yes. order to get things back into balance. That, in fact, it's necessary. Otherwise, you don't do anything. If you feel like everything is going, all the topics we've said today, if you go blindly, like, oh, it's all fine, blah, 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 blah. Nothing gets done until you smack you know, your head in the door, you fall down or something like that. And I think that is, that's why it's worthwhile to look at these things and go, okay, 
And what might we do would be the next question, right? Because that would be a hard one. So I might say, and so as an individual, what would myself or you, Teresa, or a client do in terms of, of this oppression or this fear of a, a difficult economy? Oh, and I got the six of swords. In We're this. all in this boat together. We're all in this boat. It couldn't be more obvious, eh? And start having some clarity of mind. On the top there, this card, oh, oh, you got the card right after. <laughs> I'm seeing, uh, Teresa and I are videoing each other, even if you're not all seeing us. So I see the card that she's pulled already. Um, I'm going to say strategy is necessary. We're all in the boat together. There is a bit of coldness. It looks like, oh, no, you know, the, you know that one character is all wrapped up and a little bit afraid. But it's about clarity of mind. Water is troubled on one side, rocky. But if you have a clear focus, I think we can get through this. But let's go to this. And I pulled the Seven of Swords. And the Seven of Swords says we need to confront the people who are taking all the goods for themselves. That's right. Sneaking off from the party with we all the need, swords. We need to confront them and we shouldn't be afraid to hold people accountable. Mm. And we don't, nobody needs to be greedy. They don't need it all. And don't give into futility. Exactly. Well. I think that's an important message for me with that card um, because there is that sense whenever it's around that somebody is cheating you, somebody is messy with you, you might not even know, but there's a sense no matter how hard I try, I keep getting beaten down or somebody always rips me off or something like that. And so it's about not giving into that because on a bigger scale, for me, the sevens are about perseverance. Yeah. But yeah. It's a little bit tough, whatever the seven you call, but it's a matter of continuing, trying and not, not giving up. And who wants to hear that right now, especially if you are feeling all weighted down with that oppressive. But yeah. I, I love what you're saying about confronting, confronting those that are stealing or cheating, yeah. whatever we, that might mean. And we also have to remember when we look at the Six of Swords and Seven of Swords, we're in the boat together. You don't have to hoard everything for yourself. We're in fact, it'll only bring you down. It'll sink the boat. Yes. It will sink the boat. That's right. So this has been a very juicy topic. We went way longer than I normally okay. do. Because <laughs> Just keep talking. I know. When I'm with you, I can't help it because <laughs> I love you so much. So Georgie, yes. thank you so much for joining thank me today. You. This has been wonderful. Where can people find you online? You can find me. Uh, my website's not so great, this, but it's constantly updated with new photos and of, of tarot archetypes in graffiti form at thetarotroom.com. Uh, you can find me there. Uh, you can write me there. Uh, I'm Georgie, Georgie B. I'm Georgiana at thetarotroom.com if you want to write me ever. Um, that's about it, I think. Well, I, I Toronto, visit me. Yes, I'm. Well, I'm making a plan that's on my list of things to do. My must thing, my must list things to do is to go to Toronto to see you. Well, so, I would like that very much. All right, people, that wraps up this episode of Tarot Bites, and you can check out lots more tarot goodness on my website, thetarotlady.com. I've got free tarot and astrology lessons, the tarot coloring book, Tarot for Troubled Times hundreds of blog posts, astrological forecasts, and lots of other goodies for you to scope out and enjoy. I want to thank you again for listening. I hope you have a beautiful day. And hey, if you are enjoying the podcast, do me a wee favor. Get on over to iTunes and leave a kind review because that will help more tarot curious people find their way to this little podcast. And as always, I like to close out by saying, pay close attention to your intuition throughout your day and let it guide you into making brave, excellent choices. Remember that you are always in the driver's seat of your life. 
You are in charge of your decisions, your plans, the action steps that you take or don't take. You're the boss. And if you don't like where your life is headed right now, you can change that. Nothing is ever fixed in stone. The tarot cards tell a story, but you write the ending.